Well, since you're listening to this podcast, chances are you love Hawaii. And I think it's easy to agree that Hawaii is one of the most beautiful and special places in all the world. In addition to Hawaii's beauty, sunsets, resorts, drinks, and, you know, it is deep in rich history, culture, and legends. And today we are discussing probably one of the most epic legends of all time, Pele, Hawaii's goddess of fire and volcanoes. This is one that you're not going to want to miss. So stay tuned. Let's cue the intro. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Travel Podcast, where we help you prepare for your next trip to Hawaii. Discover the experiences, businesses, and stories that make Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. Welcome to another episode of Hawaii's Best, where we talk about all things Hawaii. My name is Brian Murphy, the owner of Hawaii's Best. And today I am joined with one of my good friends, Andrew Fowers, the co-founder and CEO of Shaka Guide. Andrew, what's up, man? How are you doing? Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> so good to see you again. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be on the, the podcast here. And it was great. We actually got to meet in person just last week in the beautiful city of Kapolei. That was awesome. Thank you so much for making time for that. Yeah, it was super cool to, I mean, put a face behind the voice, right? (laughs) For sure. Yeah. So that was cool to be able to hang out. And you and I, we got connected, man, almost like a couple of years ago, um, at least a year and a half ago, you Mm -hmm. were on episode Mm -hmm. 14 of the podcast and we talked all things Shaka Guide and that's how we got connected. And we'll definitely, we'll link that episode in the show notes. But maybe for those who didn't catch that episode or haven't heard of Shaka Guide or what Shaka Guide is, maybe you could fill in those listening, just a brief overview of what Shaka Guide is all about. Yeah, thank you so much. So we started a company, it's been over 15 years really, but what we do is we help tell stories about the places in Hawaii as people are driving and walking. And how we do that is through an app called Shaka Guide that as visitors are cruising the island and, you know, checking out fun spots, uh, beaches, things to do. We have this Shaka Guide app that actually directs them around the island, telling them stories along the way, as well as helpful tips about things to check out, what to do, and also safety about what to avoid when you're traveling. So I love storytelling. I love especially the stories of Hawaii. Currently, we have four different apps, one for each island, 20 tours in total that basically crisscross every single part of the island. Those are available on the App Store for download. um, And there is a purchase per tour. But what's cool about the tours is there's no advertising. They are just straight up highly researched content. We take a lot of pride in Shaka Guide that the stories are accurate and up to date, especially for culture, legends, folklore, and things that relate to Hawaii. We want to make sure that everything that we share with our visitors is accurate. And so I'm really happy to, you know, kind of come on the podcast today and maybe share some of those stories with the listeners. Yeah, I think that's great because there's so much love and respect for the islands that it would be a disservice to not talk about these stories because it is so ingrained into what Hawaii is. And I think what you guys have done so well is you've not only told these stories, but you've told them in a way that 
that gives the respect and the honor that these stories and, and legends deserve. Definitely. Yeah. Me personally, I'm not one to get on the tour bus and like do the tour. That's just not my, you know, personality. I love being <laughs> able to just like get out there on my own. That's really what attracted me to Shaka Guys sure. apps. But I think even more so now, a lot of those traditional tours aren't even open right now. And, yeah, you know, right. Shaka Guide is a great way to also socially distance and mm-hmm. to be safe in that way, but still explore the islands. Yeah, totally. Now with COVID and even as things recover during COVID that, yeah, it's a, it's a perfect opportunity to still have a great vacation and still have a great time, right. but just not being crammed in a bus with strangers. <laughs> so, <laughs> For sure. When we're on Maui and driving through Lahaina Town and you, you have a you have a set destination in mind, like, hey, I want to go to, you know, that spot or this spot. Mm-hmm. But every single island, there's so much stuff along the way that you don't even realize is is so historic or has so much depth and 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 culture behind it that you just kind of drive right past it. And I think Exactly. You know, Shaka Guy does a great job of just kind of getting you getting you to your destination safely. But also, you know, talking story along the way. And mm-hmm. um, that's what we're doing today. We're talking about the goddess Pele. And I think for those of you listening, you've probably have heard Pele in the news these past couple of years with a few pretty major eruptions. And even recently, she, you know, decided to make an appearance again. I mean, if we're thinking about Pele, first off, we need to understand that for many people, she's very much real and alive. And for other people, this is a legend and a folklore. But for other people, this is a real fact and and something that they really believe in is that there is a life force in these islands and it's governed and it's controlled by the goddess of fire, Pele. And so just the caveat here is I respect her. I respect the stories I also understand that there's many different interpretations and different versions of the story of Pele. And so the stories that we're sharing here have been researched and cross-referenced to try to give the best interpretation of Pele, the goddess of fire. Today, we're going to be going over three different stories that I personally really enjoy. The first story we're going to be going over is talking about Pele and Hiyaka. Basically, this story talks about how the Kilauea volcano was created. The second story is about the curse of Pele, giving a couple of references from modern times. The third story we're going to be going over is the story about Pele and the Ohia Lehua tree. So, Brian, where should we start? We start with the first story, and we're going to play a bit of that story right now. So take a listen. The Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is not only an area rich with history and geology, but also Hawaiian myths and legends, with Pele, the goddess of fire, lightning, and volcanoes as the center of them all. 
Pele came from a family of siblings who each had a role to play in the shaping of the earth. Her many brothers were each named after a destructive force in nature. But Pele's favorite sibling was her little sister, Hiiaka. It is said that Pele brought Hiiaka with her to the Big Island in the form of an egg from her homeland in Tahiti, and in Pele's warm embrace the egg was incubated and hatched. Though Pele's power often left nothing but destruction, Hiiaka, on the other hand, was gentle and kind, growing forests where Pele's hot lava cooled. Pele and Hiiaka loved the hula and lived together happily in their volcano home. However, though happy and kind at times, Pele can be very moody, jealous, and violent, especially when it comes to matters of the heart. Volcanic eruptions are known to represent Pele's anger. Or maybe they're just molten hot flashes. Either way, if anybody offends her, she will attack the person with molten lava. So I don't know about you, but like I said before, I do not want to get on Madame Pele's bad side. <laughs> so there you have like a little bit of a background on Pele and Hiyaka. Uh, interesting sibling dynamics. And in a minute, we're going to hear this next story, how these sibling dynamics start to have a little bit of an issue, especially over love. And Pele is a very jealous lover. And so let's listen to this next part here. According to Hawaiian legend, the Kilauea crater was created by Pele and Hiiaka. As the story goes, one day Pele fell into such a deep sleep that her spirit separated from her body. And while her spirit wandered, she heard the most beautiful music of a nose flute. Pele's spirit traveled from island to island in search of the maker of this heavenly music. Finally, she came to Kauai, where she found Lohiau, a handsome young prince playing his flute, transforming herself into a young and very beautiful woman. Pele approached Lohiau and won over his heart. The couple then spent the next several days together. Back at home, Hiiaka began to be worried over Pele's lifeless body. Finally, Pele awoke from her spirit journey and told her sister what had happened and how she yearned to be together with Lohiao again. But Pele could not leave her volcanic fires unattended, or she would die. So she asked Hiiaka to go to Kauai and bring Lohiao to her. Pele even gave Hiiaka a strict deadline of just 40 days and instructed her not to fall in love with the handsome Lohiau. Hiiaka agreed as long as Pele would protect her beloved Ohia forests while she was away. Hiiaka's journey was perilous to say the least, having to combat many monsters and demons along the way. However, Hiiaka kept her sister's interest in mind and continued until she found Lohiau. But by that point, 40 days had already passed. Pele became impatient and jealous, thinking that her sister had betrayed her and seduced Lohiau. In her wrath, Pele set fire to Hiiaka's forest and burned it down. 
But Hiiaka had in fact kept her promise to her sister and returned with Lohiao, as asked. When Hiiaka saw what Pele had done to her precious forest, in anger and retaliation she embraced Lohiao in full sight of Pele, at the summit of Kilauea. Pele became furious with jealousy and heaved molten lava at them, burying Lohiao deep beneath the rapid lava flow. Hiiaka, regretting what she had done, started to dig furiously, hoping that she might be able to recover the body of Lohiao. Huge rocks flew as she continued digging deeper and deeper, and in the nick of time, Hiiaka's older brother stopped her from going any further. For if she had kept digging, the water would have come in and killed Pele by putting out her fire. So this, according to the Kapuna, the keepers of Hawaiian legend, is how the great Kilauea caldera came to be. And the moral of the story is, always keep your promises and never flirt with your sister's boyfriend, especially if she throws molten lava. <laughs> so, Andrew, is this kind of like where the Paley that we know, this is kind of like one of those catalyst moments, mm-hmm. right? This kind of this this jealous heart, yeah? Yes. Pele is a very jealous person in all folklore and all stories. And so here we have Pele's true character kind of coming out. She made an agreement with her sister. And once that deadline was exceeded, she got furious. And I think it's so cool, the visual of this sense of betrayal from these two sisters. And if you were to actually go to the Kilauea Caldera, and see this massive, massive hole in the ground. I mean, the story totally ties it together that you see this crater being created out of a jealous heart because of a misunderstanding partially, but also this dynamics of play between Hiaka and Pele. And even to this day, there is lava in the caldera there and it's what we call a, a lava lake. And so very interesting uh, story and legend that I love to tell about the origin of the Kilauea volcano. Pele's wrath is still very much alive and present. And this legend has been perpetuated in a different form in modern day. There's actually a curse that is surrounding the taking of lava rock from any Hawaiian island, it has been said that you will be cursed by Pele if you do so. You know, I've heard of people who have taken a rock and, and have felt that, that guilt or maybe a little bit of that wrath <laughs> and decided to like, I gotta, I gotta send this back. And there's post office that, that just get inundated with lava rocks. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, it actually is true. So, visitors, they see this really black rock and some of them are very shiny and smooth and just very unique. And so naturally, there's a lot of curiosity, like, wow, I want to take some of this home with right. me. And then they start to hear about this legend and and what happens is they start to attribute the bad things in their life to maybe this lava rock. And actually, I kid you not, there was a news article just recently in the local newspaper here in Hawaii, how you know, the post office is getting tons and tons of lava rock. And they're basically <laughs> saying to stop sending them to the post office 
Because what they do is they just put the zip code and then they put the name to like Madame Pele, right? <laughs> and in the post Love office, it. you can tell because you shake it and it's just rocks. Yeah. So the moral of the story is here, and we'll we'll listen to another story here in a minute, but the idea is just just don't take them to begin with. <laughs> Right. And if you did take one maybe a couple of years ago and you're like, okay, I need to give it back. It's, it's time to to plan another trip to Hawaii and go present them back to Madame Pele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what do you think, Brian? Do you think Pele is real? I do. I think legends are there to guide us. Mm-hmm. And I think this legend of Pele kind of helps to identify or at least bring some understanding to what could possibly be there. Yeah, definitely. And what I like about this is it gives a certain respect for Pele and her possessions. What I really cringe about is when people disrespect Pele and the culture here in Hawaii. You know, there was a time when the lava was actually flowing into the ocean a few years back and people could actually ride bikes out to see, you know, the lava flow. And you could actually get so close to it that there were stories about people actually roasting marshmallows and cooking hot dogs next to the lava flow because it was so hot. And this is seen as a major, a major offense against Pele and disrespectful. Kind of funny at first, but to really understand the culture here is something to be respected. And so what I like about this story and the curse of Pele is it helps reinforce that Pele is one to be respected and one to be cautious of consequences and to obey those rules, those unsaid rules about respect for her and her possessions. Yeah, I mean, you kind of already hit on it, but just in general, when when traveling, no matter, I think no matter what culture you're traveling yourself into, mm-hmm. is to put yourself in the posture of of a learner, of of someone who is wanting to ask questions and to understand and mm-hmm. have that sense of empathy as well. Because who are we to go into a culture and try to change it or try to not even want to understand it and just have our own agenda? And I think this is such a great example of just kind of posturing yourself wherever you travel. We're talking about Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So no matter you know what you do or where you go, even talking about as simple as buying the right type of sunscreen because that is important yeah. to to the land, Aina, and just educating yourself on that because Hawaii, yes, technically part of the United States, it's, it's really its own culture, its own world. And mm-hmm. understanding that is super important and having these types of stories and hearing legend and super important because not only will you have an epic vacation or travel to Hawaii, but it'll be, there'll be so much more depth and more understanding that, yes, you'll remember that, that sunset or whatever, but more important than that, Hawaii will leave with you. It'll leave in your heart and having understanding of its culture will even deepen that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The last story we're going to talk about is the relationship of Pele and Lehua Ohia tree. Now, just a quick little background on this Ohia Lehua tree. It is a very crucial tree to the Hawaiian Islands. When lava first erupts, it's black and barren and seemingly lifeless. 
but actually there is a native tree called the Ohia Lehua tree that is able to be one of the first trees to come in and start populating itself and growing on this very rough and harsh lava rock. What's interesting about this Ohilehua tree is it actually has pores in it that it can actually close and open. And this is really important because living next to a volcano, there is a bunch of harmful carbon dioxide and a bunch of harmful molecules in the air that could actually suffocate the tree. What this Lehua tree has been you know, designed to do over these uh, many years is it actually can close its pores in its leaves. And this protects it when there is an eruption and there's harmful chemicals in the air that it can continue to survive. What's also really important about this Ohia Lehua tree is it has these beautiful red flowers that the native Apapane bird feeds on. This is a native Hawaiian bird that is actually very closely reliant on this Ohia Lehua tree for its survival. So there's a lot of interplay here in the ecosystem for Hawaii. And so much of Hawaiian folklore and culture is actually based around respect and our understanding of this Ohilehua tree. It's a very important tree to the Hawaiian culture. And this next story talks a little bit about how that tree came to be. And it's not what you expect. It's another love story. And I'll just leave it at that. There was once a young man named Ohia. His beautiful lover was named Lehua. Pele became attracted to the handsome Ohia, but he was completely devoted to Lehua and ignored Pele's advances. In a rage and out of jealousy, Pele killed the lovers. Scolded by her sister, Pele's hot temper cooled and she became remorseful for what she had done. With a heavy heart, she turned Ohia's body into a tree and Lehua's body into the flowers of the tree. And in this way, Pele helped join the lovers together forever. See, what I like about that is, see, Pele isn't all that bad. Well, she definitely has a conscience, right? <laughs> she, sometimes she makes uh, rash decisions, and I think we right. all do that at time. And yeah. what you know, what I like is that the human part of her, you know, she's, she's right. a God, but she definitely makes mistakes and she tries to write it when she does. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention that she killed both of them, but Hey, <laughs> in the, <laughs> well, in a, in a, in a way it's also a gift to the Hawaiian people by right. killing them. They, she joined them together and in the form of a tree that memory lives on. But yes, there is a lot of death and destruction in these stories and in Pele and in a lot of the folklore and stories for Hawaii. But there's also a lot of love. Uh, it's mm -hmm. very interesting. You know, I've been storytelling about Hawaii for many, many years. And it's always, uh, someone always dies. And it's usually related to love. <laughs> um, <laughs> and usually Pele is, is somewhere in that story. Somewhere in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Either she killed him or she was jealous of them. What I like about this is just the meaning of this Lehua tree. Every year they have the Merry Monarch Festival out in Hilo, right. Hawaii. When they do that festival, actually much of the beautiful tiaras and leis and much of what they're wearing is made of the Ohia Lehua flower. It's a very beautiful, has these long strands with a flower at the core of it. It's just a beautiful flower. 
that's important to, like I said, many of the birds and trees here. And just as a, a side note, this uh, Ohia Lehua tree is under attack right now. It's mm. There is a very aggressive fungus that's called rapid Ohia death that is somehow being spread by the wind, by people. We're not exactly 100% sure of how this fungus is spreading. But what this fungus does, is it actually suffocates the tree. And I told you this tree can open and close its pores, but that's for its leaves. This fungus actually attacks the bark of the tree. And what it does is it grows in the bark. And as a result, the tree cannot properly send water to its higher branches and eventually the tree dies. And so there's just been a huge amount of trees and these old, old Hohia trees that have been, you know, growing for 50 years or plus they're starting to die. And so there's a big effort right now in Hawaii to try and preserve them. Is that something that is found just on the island of Hawaii or throughout? It's found on all the Hawaiian islands. I've been hiking in the highest peaks of Oahu here, and you'll see these beautiful old Ohia trees. They're also a huge Ohia forest in the Volcanoes National Park in the surrounding area. This actually started in Big Island, but now it's made its way to all of the islands, especially impacting the Big Island. So mm-hmm. it's something we're trying to work on. Maybe maybe we could ask Pelly to help us out. I mean, there you go. <laughs> she's solved a lot of other problems. Maybe, I don't know if lava will help or something, but... Yeah, I mean, she she created this one, so maybe she can help... Save it, it yeah. Better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Andrew, this was not only educational, but I think for those listening and even myself, just, you know, offering even more depth into... Hawaii and its rich culture. So thank you so much for your time and providing these incredible stories. Yeah, thank you. I I love sharing them. In addition to learning about Pele and the stories about Pele, I just wanted to briefly mention how is it that someone can actually go and see lava today? Well, first, a little bit about the backstory. Prior to 2018, there was lava uh, in this lake right next to the Volcanoes Visitor Center for some 30 years, just this huge lava lake, you know, bubbling lava for many, many years. But in 2018, there was a huge eruption that affected the lava lake. So basically, the entire lava lake drained out. (laughs) And then for like two something years from 2018 to 2020, there was basically just a little pool of water in this huge crater called the Kilauea Caldera or the Hale Maumau Crater. And so what's is interesting in 2020, you know, of all years, right, <laughs> there was a, a huge eruption that actually took place inside the crater. And then all of a sudden, this little kind of cesspool of water turned into this massive lava lake. And so now it, it continues to erupt up to this point. So since December of 2020, uh, we're recording this in March. Um, it continues to erupt lava and the lava lake level has uh, stabilized. So there is a kind of a black layer on top. And then there's this like huge pool of uh, hot lava underneath. So the best way to go see this lava is actually to go to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park yourself right next to the visitor center, just about, uh, you know, five minute drive. There used to be this uh, Jagger Museum where you could go and see this lava lake with a really nice overlook. But during that 
recent eruption, there's actually been a lot of damage to that area. There's cracks in the cement and whatnot. So that whole visitor center has been shut down. The best way to see the lava is just prior to that, you know, older Jagger Museum, there's an overlook called the Kilauea Overlook. And you basically can't miss it because the road ends. You can't go any further. Uh, but in this Kilauea Overlook, you can actually see the uh, Hale Mau Mau Crater. It is a little bit distant. So the best way to see it is actually at nighttime. And the reason it's cool at night is because there's this kind of smoke and steam that comes up from the crater and you can actually see that red glow of the lava reflected on that smoke. So it just makes it a really cool kind of eerie, you know, lava feeling from the, the crater there. So yeah, totally recommend it. If you have chance, go and actually see Pele's handiwork. Drive out to the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Welcome to check out our tour for the Volcanoes National Park at shakaguide.com. Not everyone has the chance to drive, listen to this tour in the Volcanoes National Park. So I just wanted to give everyone a little sample yeah. of some of the storytelling that we do here at Shaka Guide. I hope you enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much again for listening to another episode. And if you've made it this far, just want to ask you to just take a couple extra minutes and leave a review and rating below. That has really helped the show quite a bit. We are one of the top Hawaii podcasts out there right now. And um, that is thanks to you. So I just totally appreciate you and being a part of this community. Also, we want to hear from you. So go to speakpipe.com slash Hawaii's best. And you can leave any questions that you might have for myself or Andrew, or maybe some stories that you would like to hear about. Also, I'd love to hear just even some of your experiences in Hawaii. So go to speakpipe.com slash Hawaii's best to do that. Thank you so much for your valuable time. I appreciate you. Until next time, be well. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's best travel podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to subscribe. For more information to help you plan your next trip to Hawaii, visit hawaiisbesttravel.com. 